0: Around the stadium. Now he's digging deep, the crowd is roaring, their hero is coming on, will it be a fairy tale? Now it is cemented for Michael Diamond. And there in the middle, and the crowd erupts. Australia win, new world record! This is a famous victory, a magnificent performance. We have
1: just broken the American stranglehold on this race. The roof is lifting off this stadium. The the winner is, 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 is. It's
0: all about a fair go for those who have a go. Yes, welcome to the Have A Go podcast's special presentation of the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. My name is Dave Edwards and I'm joined by Dane Eldridge. Welcome to the show, mate. What a time to be alive.
1: Fantastic, mate. I feel so much alive. And the rivers of gold are, are flowing apace, aren't they? It's uh, it's just like Gina Reinhardt's got her fingerprints all over it, mate. And, and long may it rain.
0: Does have that Hancock prospecting vibe to it, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, we hope you have been enjoying our coverage of Tokyo 2020. Uh, you're welcome to provide us with any feedback, of course, positive or negative, uh, or any interesting angles on the games that you think we might have overlooked. You know, these are obviously the content games, mate. We're only two men. You know, we're two men attempting to produce a daily Olympics program among work and family commitments. So we will take any help uh, we can get. So so feel free to reach out to us on socials or or email haveagopodcast at gmail.com should you be inclined. So, mate, you talked gold. Let's get into the real stuff. Uh, let's yep. start with everyone's favourite mineral. So it was a golden day for Australia yesterday and indeed the day before that. But first mm. things first, uh, and it feels like a lifetime ago now, but, but Ariane Titmus. Uh, She nudged out fierce rival, Katie Ledecky, in the 400-metre freestyle. Uh, Thoughts, reflections, feelings.
1: Oh, just, uh, just an absolute mix of emotions, mate. And I know that uh, even though we'd had a pretty good start in the pool, um, there was still a lot of trepidation around uh, with Australia, uh, the Australian camp. I know on the morning I could hear Liesl Jones and Basil in commentary mm. uh, already using some soft language yeah. uh, around uh, our expectations. Yeah. So, you know, bronze is nothing to sneeze at. You know, we're so proud no matter oh, what proud. happens. Proud, the, word, the yeah. P word. Yeah, and other certain, you know, concessions of mediocrity, but yep. we didn't need it in the end. Uh, you know, it was a heavyweight bout with Ledecki and Titmus delivered and uh, and we really need to keep it up because we really need to front load all the gold before the uh, inevitable drought of the athletics come around.
0: It does feel like we're front loading, doesn't it? Um, yeah, definitely. Of course, you know, wonderful performance by her, but it's all been overshadowed, of course, by her coach, uh, Dean Boxall, um, whose wild celebrations obviously entered the meme Hall of Fame approximately three seconds later. Uh, (laughs) I mean, my favourite part of that was just the culture clash with the demure uh, Japanese female official um, who would have never seen such a primal display of raw (laughs) male emotion aired publicly. I mean, there's no IOC manual for dealing with that, is there?
1: No, I was going to say in the in the uh, in the training package for the marshals, I don't know if there's anything uh, there are in troubleshooting if there's a, a white man um, gyrating on a fence, a white man
0: expressing his emotions publicly in Japan. They would never have seen it.
1: Yeah, that's right. And, you know, no surprises here, mate. Dean was born in South Africa uh, and he loves the military oh, method when yeah. it comes to his training. So he's a bit of a loose unit. Uh, and I was just reading about how he likes to really put his swimmers through the ringer with a thing he calls Hell Month, yep. uh, which is uh, can be intense work of upwards of seven hours a day. <laughs> Hell, he calls it. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like he's done a few years with the uh, South African Public Service, if that's the kind of uh, descriptions he's using. But it's hell uh, month. That sounds like, yeah, pool, June mate.
0: coming up to the end of financial year for me in the, in the white collar <laughs> world. Um, mate, so let's, that, that, that was obviously a great event, but there was more gold coming and, and Kaylee McEwen. Uh, that was yesterday. Uh, that was the big story of yesterday because she won gold in the one hundred meter backstroke. Uh, quite a touching story about how her dad passed away last year, and obviously the media was frothing on that, and rightly so. Yeah. But um, but you know, a feel good story, and we need those, don't we, mate?
1: We certainly do, mate. It was a very touching story and a real, real human aspect to the Olympics, mm. and uh, and even more humanised in the aftermath when she dropped the F bomb uh, in celebrations yeah. on live on Channel Seven, and it made me wonder if our teams being instructed to to try and go viral at these games. Um, you know, we had Dean Boxall delivering the first viral moment the day yep. before, and which was a little bit late by the AOC's forecasts, I think. Uh, they were hoping for for something to top, um, you know, hashtag dictator Dan by the close of business on day <laughs> two. But um, – uh, and they got they got what they asked for with McEwen. And um, in other good news as well, um, you know, we thought that she might have been rebuked for her little um, uh, mm. profanity, but it apparently it was cleared by the IOC as they're yet to copyright the word fuck. So um, <laughs> it's all good.
0: Yeah, look, I mean it – it seemed like a bit of a cynical marketing play to me as well. It didn't, didn't feel natural. Also, she mm. said it under her mask, so I think it might have been dubbed by Channel 7 by a voice actor. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Rebecca Gibney's voice, actually. Um, yeah, I to maybe, back. Um,
1: yeah, it was actually done by Nathan Templeton, the, um, the poolside <laughs> reporter who just did out side mouth.
0: Speaking of um, Channel 7 voices, I don't know about you, mate, but I've been loving listening to Ian Thorpe on commentary. I reckon Thorpe, could do those ASMR videos.
1: Oh, I just love
0: to sure. listen to him calmly talking about swimming techers while I go to sleep.
1: It's just you know what, and I said the other day on on the pod that I thought he was a little bit out of his depth because he was he, he obviously the sound of his voice is not a problem mm-hmm. whatsoever, it's just absolute silk, oh, isn't, isn't it? it? But um, but he's he's really given an aspect to the commentary that you don't get from your Basil Zempelis, no. uh, which is um, very odd to think. And even just down to the finer details of the of the wall pads and, yeah. and the touching the wall pads. And I would love to just crank that into the headphones mm. at the absolute, the highest um, audio quality possible and just kick back.
0: Those wall pads. It just reminds yeah. me of, like, your yeah, tempura sleep mattresses. Just <laughs> soft, <laughs> sensual. Yeah. Um, So that's the pool, mate. Let's move into another body of water, the ocean. So the surfing uh, and more medals for Australia and more overcoming adversity, more human stories. So Owen Wright, bronze, Uh, he had to learn to walk and talk again, mate, five and a half years ago when he suffered some brain damage and a surfing injury at Pipeline, uh, your favourite tournament. So he beat (laughs) a fancied Brazilian bloke to the bronze. and I don't think we budgeted for this one, mate, so it was a bit of a surprise, a a lovely surprise for us.
1: It certainly was, mate. And um, you know, these surfers, they like to to portray themselves as the laid back folk, don't they? Mm. But you know, you've got to have a bit about you if you're going to rebound from, you know, losing your speech and, and your ability <laughs> yep. to walk. You know, you're not gonna be um, you're not gonna just uh, you yourself back into into motion, no. are you? So, you know, and it was a great result for Australia. Um, you know, after Steph Gilmore and uh, Sally Fitzgibbon bombed out yep. and you know, it's only bronze, but we'll take it, mate. We'll take it.
0: Absolutely, mate. And I noticed that when after he came out of the surf, I saw that the team, his teammates, did a bit of a team celebration, which yep. reminded me of the Brian Fletcher hand grenade post-tri celebration in Origin, <laughs> which, as we know, led directly to a Queensland dynasty. So do you think we did we overstep there? I mean, what happened to solemnly acknowledging a victory with just a demure head nod or a hat tip, even though your body is just internally contorting itself with unbridled elation?
1: Yeah, look, you're right, mate. I think it was well intentioned, and I think yep. it's um, the whole team was was seen doing it throughout the tournament. So it was oh, okay. it was a lovely little bit of Australiana. But I think, um, yeah, Brazil's already responded and said that uh, you guys don't understand surfing and you don't understand the concept of surfing, and, and I, I expect us to never touch another medal for at least <laughs> another eight Olympics now.
0: Yeah, I expect there'll mm. be some kind of trade repercussions there. Some <laughs> some kind of uh, important mineral will be banned from uh, export market. For sure. So. Let's move along. So we bombed out of the softball as well, mate. That's We had a good mm. run there, didn't we? Or did we? No, we lost every single game by a 1,000 points. <laughs> Not acceptable. There needs to be a cultural no. review when they get back, I reckon.
1: Oh, definitely, and and we and we had a great run in with in the uh, with their medals in softball, yep. uh, in previous Olympics, and this has fucked it. So yep. um, yeah, look, I uh, expect John Coates to really run the rule over him.
0: Yeah, I actually just overlooked something on our agenda. So back to surfing, just quickly: Steph Gilmore and Sally Fitzgibbon, um, mm. they bombed out. So they were our big hopes. We talked them up big on a previous podcast. Uh, Steph Gilmore, Steph Gilmore said she was too picky. So mm. I guess she was just waiting on the perfect wave. Um, mm. But these are the Olympics, mate. There's no time for chilling out, is there? You've got to get in and get out.
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, I'm, I've got no fucking idea about surfing whatsoever, but I don't think, like, going out into the ocean and waiting for the right wave is like, picture, uh, you know, picking out your right fixtures and fittings for your new uh, kit home. Mm. I think you just need to dive in there and just take what's on offer, whatever's the cheapest, whatever's the easiest, whatever's on special.
0: I think so, mate. Look, I, it sounds a little bit laid back for mine. I think she needs to do an, a hard 8 to 10 years at the AIS. Um <laughs> To be fair, though, it was a tearful exit uh, that that Sally Fitzgibbon made. Um, I haven't seen the footage, though, but I, I need to see the tears to know if they're genuine.
1: Yep, yep. and also as well, you know, they've just emerged from the water. They're looking a little bit, um, you know, a little bit uh, ragged. Yeah, uh, you don't know if it's fatigue. You don't know if it's CGI. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'd, I would have had to have been there to have known.
0: So speaking of more heartbreak, and and this is was a real blow to to Channel 7's montage producers. So Jess Fox, she missed out on a on a gold, and it's a gold that I think we'd budgeted for. Um, so she got the bronze there in the, in the canoeing. Uh, it was mm. enough to get us some well wishes on social, which is always nice. But mm. apparently, a penalty did her in, uh, which we obviously love here on the Have a Go podcast. Uh, <laughs> pedantic penalties, which you know, while heartbreaking, are technically correct. But yeah, that's you look. We we had her in for gold, mate. And she came home with bronze. Is it good enough?
1: No, it's not, and you could tell by her reaction at the end that she was—it's uh, not what she was here for. Mm. And you're right; we do love a penalty, mate. And as much as it, it's—we um, it, like to uh, portray ourselves as a nation as laid-back and yep. anti-establishmentarianism. Uh, basically, we also like something that you know—if it did go to the highest court in the land, it would stand up. Yeah. And this one would. And um, you know, it was a real hammer blow for, for Channel Seven, who have really banked a, a lot of uh, a lot of their rating success on Jess. Um, You know, her her mum is her coach and her dad's a bloody commentator, for God's sake. So it's a family affair. Um, You know, so, you know, she's from Western Sydney. Um, uh, Not only Australia needed this, but, you know, the the Western Sydney people needed this as well. They're doing it tough out there. Um, Not so much due to COVID. It's just that they live because they live closer to Lithgow than the CBD. Yeah. Um, It'd just be nice to have the boost. (laughs) So... I mean, what what are your thoughts on the
0: sport of canoe uh, canoe slalom? Anyway, I mean, uh, it's not something I know much about. I think of all the single purpose playing surfaces and venues, just the the man made whitewater rapids uh, are my favorite. Just just uh, I want to know who actually um, constructs these uh, mm. <laughs> these fields. You know, trying to recreate the
1: characteristics of a natural river. Mm. What? I'm thinking Greg Norman, probably. Yeah, like probably just Greg in the spare Norman. Time, um, yeah, after designing a golf course. Yeah. Um, but I'm also, every time I look at him, I think, fuck, how's that work with water restrictions? Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? They're obviously not on a level four over there in Tokyo, are they? Because there's a lot of uh, lot of the wet stuff going by the wayside yeah. there. But just in terms of the canoe slalom sport, it's just a lot of, um, you know, good, strong looking blokes, especially, in, you know, obviously in the male uh, uh, side of things. I mean, we're our uh, representative from Australia, Daniel Watkins, mm. he was from Tasmania. And is there any more cliche than that? You know, a, a, a canoe slalom rider from, you know, the whitewater heaven of the Apple yeah. Isle. Oh. And they just look the part, you know what I mean? You can just imagine seeing them in the aftermatch function, you know, wearing a Katmandu puffer vest. You know, just, just <laughs> I'm just envisaging tourism
0: campaigns in my head right now, just the way that yeah. you're talking.
1: It's just it's just picturesque, isn't it? And I just you know sitting there having a peroni, just looking slick as. Yeah. But they'd only be having one though, because you know you. Well, got they to can stop at one. Sports, Unlike the pick, rest yeah.
0: of us, they're able to just have one and then put it yeah. down and get on with their day. <laughs> they don't have one; doesn't lead to fifteen. Um, and that's why they're Olympians and we're not.
1: That's right. So, um, yeah, I thought they—that's a, a, an interesting subsector society. I wouldn't mind diving into sometime.
0: So you talked about good strong blokes and good strong women. So. Look, we've talked about her before. She's Australia's cult hero, Jian Fang Lei, uh, forty-eight years of age, in her second Games table tennis, of course. Sadly, mate, yeah. she's been bundled out of the tournament. Um, what are your thoughts on this? This this was heartbreaking for mine. Probably the biggest heartbreak so far of the Games.
1: Well, for sure, mate. I mean, she's the um, the the official GSW of the Have a Go podcast, yeah. isn't she? The good strong woman. Uh, You only need to look at her backstory to know that she's done it bloody tough to get here for her sixth game. She's a mother of two for a start, which is an absolute handful, as we all know. Mm. Uh, Selected in the team only due to uh, one of her um, fellow teammates dropping out in the selection process and then had to qualify through the back channels just to get a fucking start. Jesus. All right? And then she still nearly got into the medals. So, you know, I think the IOC needs to put some more protections into place for its GSWs, to be honest. Yep. Uh, It's unfair that, you know, Jian's had to fight through so much to get here. There needs to be a GSW repercharge.
0: 100%, mate. And then you look at her, then you you also, on the other hand, see that you've got 13-year-old skateboarders that are winning medals. I mean, they're (laughs) not, you know, they're not nipping out Nipping off to to train while their their kids are, are you know bouncing around in the living room, distracting them. There's none of these other distractions that the good strong women of Australia, like the Jiangs, have to have to deal with. So it's not an equal playing field. You're right. I think you know some more regulations. And you being a, a big fan of regulation, perhaps there's something you could put forward.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, though, no, I, I love – if there's some way the Australian government could regulate the IOC's playing conditions, yep. uh, I'd be all for it. And, um, yeah, I mean, look, like you said, mate, 13-year-olds winning gold medals. I mean, I, I don't know how that works. I'm, you know, I'm all for youngsters getting out and doing something, getting a job, etc. cetera. Um, but, I mean, I just see just problems with the Olympics village with those guys. Yeah. I mean, just 13-year-olds roaming the Olympic village. Um they just—I hope they have an O pair. That's all. I, all I'm thinking, and I know it's hard to get people into the country with um, mm. quarantine rules and whatnot. But if you can just get Gil McLaughlin on the phone, yeah, uh, he can usually get some kind of O uh, pair through the gates pretty quick. So yeah, I can only hope that's in place. Uh, Thirteen-year-old.
0: Uh, when I was thirteen, I was working at an IGA, stacking shelves <laughs> and delivering pamphlets. I wasn't winning gold at Tokyo.
1: No, not delivering a triple nose ollie for gold. Um, <laughs> so, you know, some kids, uh, you know, we like to see kids doing well on the Have A Go podcast, mm. but there's also um, there's also something uh, about showing off. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and, uh, be a bit humble, guys, please. Have A Go.
0: Australian tennis doubles legend,
1: Brandon Woodstock. <laughs> a great partnership requires trust. You need to know your teammate will be there in any circumstance. Whether in times of triumph, when the chips are down, or when you've blown all your cash up the wangers. That's why I always carry this my sandstone credit card. Sandstone credit cards are my most trusted teammate. That's because it's accepted the world over, even at cash only massage parlours sandstone credit cards your only teammate that will always be there for you at a somewhat acceptable 3.1 percent interest rate
0: sandstone credit cards are the unofficial 38.2 percent daily interest rate cash advance of the tokyo olympics
1: spotlight on tokyo real stories straight from the scene of the 32nd olympiad No trip to Japan is complete without a visit to a traditional Japanese centaur.
0: While bathing, our visitors can experience all the traditions of Japan, from murals of Mount Fuji to full frontal nudity by old Japanese men who have irrationally high levels of body confidence.
1: housing affordability crisis is putting the spotlight back on this traditional Japanese custom.
0: It's a bit like what you guys are facing back in Sydney, where I hear you're looking at 1.5 mil for a shitty one-bedder in Stanmore next to the train station. No one can afford to have a bath in their house anymore, so we're seeing more blokes through the turnstiles than ever before. Silver linings, eh? <laughs> Spotlight on Tokyo.
1: It's
0: all about a fair go for those who have a go. Three world records. How do you think I feel? Laurie, did you think you could do it? What, what, what do you think we come here for? Silver. Silver. we come for the gold. So let's move on to some of the key talking points at the moment now. So we talked about the US on, on previous episodes. We know they had a slow start to the games. Yep. And in fact, the US women's team for soccer, very highly fancy, they lost 3 0 to Sweden in their opening yep. round. And that was obviously newsworthy, but. Probably the most interesting thing out of all of this that I noticed is um, Donald Trump. Remember, Donald Trump, former U.S. president, uh, yeah. of course. Uh, yeah. He came out and said that woke politics <laughs> is what made the U.S. women's soccer team lose. So basically, you know, they mm. took a knee pre-match. That's woke, and they lost. Yeah. Wokeism yeah. makes you lose, is what he yep. said.
1: Yeah, and that's that's verbatim. Like uh, we haven't we haven't uh, we haven't embellished that quote whatsoever. The Former President of the United States Donald Trump, wokeism makes you lose. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, look, it's it we well, are settled news now. on it does. Parler, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah it's big news on Parla. This one, um, it, it got <laughs> out and about. And um, look, you know, I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to, to drum up a bit of support for yeah. his uh, second tilt at the presidency. But look, I mean, it's not really that big of a call. I mean, Americans just love religion unconditionally, don't they? Um, so this think is no it. different. No, yeah, this will be no different to usual. Like wokeism is a religion, as mm. we've discussed before. Yes. So, athletes at the end of games now instead of thanking God, they'll just you know thank Bernie Sanders and the Screen Actors Guild, mm. um, and uh, and get on with it. So and Mike Cannonbrooks, uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I mean, I th- I think uh, also as well in the aftermath of that loss to Sweden, um, uh, Trump blamed Republican counters for the um, for the uh, yeah. uh, lack of goals and. Got straight on the phone to Thomas Bark and said, you need to find four goals, buddy. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And it wasn't forthcoming though, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Look, I think a lot of people, yeah. And the IOC, you mentioned them. I mean, a lot of people say that sport and politics should never meet, but even the IOC mate is coming around on this. I mean, are these Mm. old white blokes mellowing in their old age? I thought it would have gone the other way, if anything.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Look, I mean, yeah. I mean, before these Olympics, we talked about how rigid these blokes are mm. with their rules and their and their politics and how politics can fuck off at all costs yeah. uh, in their games. This is our athletics carnival. Don't bring your shit here. Mm. Um, but obviously some, uh, somewhere along the line they've softened or yeah. they've just got themselves in a, a really brand-new focus group. Do you reckon um, like, a couple
0: of them just became like grandparents, like first-time grandparents? <laughs> they're starting to just soften a little bit, starting to see things through the lens of a new generation. Maybe the IOC is changing.
1: Maybe, yeah, or maybe they're just turned into one of those gentle old lefties like Mike Carlton Yeah, um, and they've just completely <laughs> yeah, over. Very their gentle, outlook.
0: not angry yeah. at all, barely on social
1: yeah, not much to say about nah, anything at No, not many opinions. All. Certainly not, yeah, nothing. you
0: know, keen on vocalizing them. No, no. Uh yeah, anyway. All right. So let's let's move along. So and then another interesting kind of geopolitical story for you mate. So China has accused Reuters uh, of attempting to shame the nation with an ugly photo. So this story <laughs> yeah. is regarding uh what I guess was described as an unflattering picture of a female weightlifter straining midlift. Mm. Obviously mm. it's tough to to get a good shot at the weightlifting to be fair, but you know, what are your thoughts on Ch- I mean China's kind of indicating this is an insidious western led plot to embarrass <laughs> China via photography? <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we've we've got our got our claws into Reuters, yep. and uh, we're getting them to deliver the agenda on our behalf. Look, it's yeah. I mean, China's um, you know, China's over there. They've got everything on their own terms. They've got um, Taiwan under a different flag and a different name. Yep. Still not enough for China. No. Nah. Um, I'm not sure though if this one struck the right chord though on their behalf. I think they had the right intentions. Um, but in the process of you know, trying to slap around the West, they've actually shamed themselves and women in one fell swoop. Yep. Basically, they've, um, they've said, here's a picture of a lady hmm. lifting something. How ugly is that? Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So I'm not sure if they've actually hit the right, hit the right message. But in saying that still, please buy our wine.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think they might have missed the mark there.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. So, but um, look, you know, you know what? The with the Chinese, they'll never die. Uh, die wondering, mate. No. So uh, they'll be back again with a, with another plot pretty soon. Looking i mean looking forward to the next bout of the... wolf
0: warrior diplomacy uh, during yeah, the games. That's, right. that's, that's why I'm yeah. tuning in.
1: Yeah, we haven't had our first, um, uh, you know, oddly interpreted um, message of doom from them this um, yeah. this Olympics yet. So something about the tiger's neck or something like that is surely around the corner. <laughs>
0: Um, so speaking of, of other kind of uh, yeah geopolitical topics, so we obviously have talked about the Russian team, about how they are unable to compete under their flag. Apparently they can't use their actual anthem either. Mm. So they've been using the Tchaikovsky concerto, uh, which mm. I didn't realise was a no copyright track. So they've been <laughs> using this as their anthem during the Olympics.
1: Yeah, it's odd, isn't it? I mean, that was the first thing that came at the, atop the Google search, so I'm assuming that's what they're using. And uh, mm. I, I pledge on the Have A Go podcast to never search any deeper than that. No. Um, yeah, but it's interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, I thought they'd just probably make something on GarageBand, yeah. um, <laughs> um, yeah, something unlicensed and illegal, much like their team. Yeah. Um, so, uh, But no, they've just gone and just plucked out the first thing that comes up the top of their iTunes search, <laughs> and good on them.
0: I think that Tchaikovsky's uh, family estate is okay with them using it and not paying a royalty free if they just give them a shout-out on socials. <laughs> so I think um, there's, there's no uh, red flags there for them in using that. Uh, mate, let's move on to the medal tally. So the most important part of this podcast is why you tune in. We need to update you on how we're going in the medals. So... Well, firstly, Japan, the host city, they're on top. They've got 18 medals in total, 10 of yep. them gold. They're going all right.
1: They are, mate. They are. So it's paying off, isn't it? So 10 gold, three silver, five yep. bronze, and 143 new exposure sites for Japan. So <laughs> Has there been so any more kind of polling on the, on the sentiment
0: of the games? I know it was at 83% uh, at the, before the games, whether they even wanted it to take place. I wonder if there's been kind of some new polling. Nielsen's doing anything down there on the ground, finding out what the sentiment is.
1: It's been pretty quiet, hasn't it, mate? I haven't heard anything. It's just yeah. like once the game started, it's like shut up now. These are underway. <laughs> uh, you don't need to know. So I don't know if um, if uh, if PM Sugar has um, rushed through a couple of Hong Kong style um, suppression laws. Maybe yeah. uh, you'd never know. Well, he needs uh, this. Never- His
0: election's coming up later this year, so he desperately needs to top the the medal tally.
1: Yeah, that's right. So there's nothing like a bit of um, socialist oppression to get, you, get your name through the gate there, is there? So um, so all, all from, on the surface, mate, all's well uh, in Japan at the moment. Mm. Uh, I haven't even heard a, a, <coughs> a case count at this stage. No. So COVID's gone too. I think it's gone,
0: yeah. It's sort of – well, it's hot yeah. there. It's, it's been quite hot. <laughs> um, right, we know, so I think it's just COVID, just been COVID doesn't
1: survive in the heat. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: We obviously talked about Australia before. We had the three golds. We're seventh on the tally. So yep. we're in the side of the top 10, which is which is good. We can do better. We'll work on that over the next yep. couple of days, hopefully. Um, mm. Back to the big global powers, so the US and China, they've got 25 and 31 apiece. So the big dogs mm. are starting to step up.
1: They are, mate. The, uh, yeah, that's right. Your, uh, your, your big dogs are floating to the top. The cream is rising. And, um, you know, after a pretty slow start for the US, they're really flexing their muscles now and um, – yeah, look out. I mean, Australia needs to also understand there is going to be some flat days ahead. Hmm. Um, you know, obviously I'll, I'll be playing it cool. Uh, I'll be giving the team at least six hours uh, without a medal before yeah. I'll start posting flagrantly. Well, we should um, be starting
0: to message that out to to the nation that, look, it's not going to be all golds. You know, there's going to hmm. be some flat spots. It's like a vaccine yep. rollout. You've got to manage it. You've got to manage expectations. You That's don't want to be right, committed mate. to something. You don't want to oversell yourself, basically.
1: That's right, mate. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint, mm-hmm. okay, and it's, it's, it's a, we're playing the long game on the road to finishing a respectable ninth on yeah. the tally. Which they is they a great result, there.
0: and you should all be very, very happy with ninth because it's more than we ever could have expected. That's, That's right. the messaging we want to be seeing. <laughs> so what's coming up, mate? Well, there's a bit more swimming coming yep. up today. Uh, you'll be seeing endless recaps and replays on Channel 7. Um, mm-hmm. There's been a lot of footage of parents of swimmers. Have you been been noticing that? Channel 7 really likes to focus on the family side of things.
1: They do, mate. And if you didn't see it in the 6 o'clock news, the 8 o'clock replay, the 11 o'clock replay, uh, you will see it on Sunrise mm. thrice. Um, so, yeah, don't worry if you're going to miss out on them. And they're called the Pods, the pa- Parents of the Dolphins. Oh, okay. uh, and they were actually used to be called the Poos, which was the parents of our swimmers. Luckily, they changed that name. Yep. Uh, but Dawn Fraser's hanging around there as well a lot. Um, I don't know where they are or where they're <laughs> stationed uh, or if she's trying to push for another term in the Balmain Council elections. Yeah, uh but she's she's I think they're down at the uh, PCYC
0: in Glebe and she lives <laughs> down near there so she's just always hanging around
1: okay but yeah no we, we're seeing a lot of parents seeing more um parents than actual athletes at yeah. this stage yeah. I mean the
0: parents I mean my criticism of the parents they never dress up for it do they I mean they're always <laughs> wearing some very daggy clothing I mean you're on yep. free to wear television it's the creme de la creme of broadcast don't they know this mm.
1: I oh, know, it's weird, isn't it? And there's dad in his Lowe's Hawaiian shirt. Mm. Um, I mean, come on, dad, it's not a barbecue. With a picture a of his interview. daughter
0: on his on his, on his shirt, you know, and the shirt's been issued to 20 people and they're just all hanging around. They're looking a bit sloppy.
1: It's, yep.
0: no, it's not a good reflection of Australia. This is being beamed out to the nation.
1: That's right. And they're those really, they're not those nice fitted shirts either. They're those just boxy ones that you just buy in bulk. Yeah, uh, It's like, you know, excess. Uh, uh, cheap materials, uh, cheap uh, labour yeah, probably yeah. from China yeah that's right Uh, so i'm all for it looks good
0: so we talked about the heat mate it is bloody hot over there um but quite interestingly there's actually been some accusations leveled at the tokyo organizers for lying about the weather i think this has been floating around on socials um i think it's taken everyone by surprise how hot it is over there mate i know olympic officials have their fingers in a lot of pies but do they control the weather
1: well, they do. I mean, and as, as it happens over here as well, if you ask anyone on the, um, the deep depths of Twitter that um, our Bureau of Meteorology is lying about the weather over here as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm not shocked at all, mate, but um, yeah, for, uh, we've seen some scenes over there and it, it is fucking hot. There's no doubt about that. I'm not sure if you saw the, um, the end of the men's triathlon uh, the other day, winner Christian Blumenfeld fell across the line completely exhausted in it his costume was translucent with sweat oh, and then just popped it uh, just capped it off with by vomiting everywhere <laughs> so looked like um, the competition course had been diverted down Cavill Avenue to yep. be honest um, it was uh, yeah just the scenes you'd usually get there on the on the glitter strip on a Saturday night <laughs> and uh, is this a, is this a problem mate I mean I mean should these blokes um should we be enforcing some kind of heat rule or do these people need to harden up
0: I don't know mate I mean my question is like where are these athletes Getting their weather from? Are they getting it from the IOC website? Like, <laughs> that's not an official, that's not the bomb, that's not the Bureau of Meteorology. Go to the source, the accurate source. Hmm. But also, I guess there's a, the potential that maybe China has hacked the weather. I mean, that's the only thing I can see. I mean, they obviously leaked a virus to start a pandemic. Maybe they can hack the weather.
1: Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if they've just um, commandeered the sun, um, which would be really on brand for them. But, yeah, look, if you want to get what the weather is, just do what we all do and just go to your granddad who will tell you that it's always been hot. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah, so so that's um, all you need to do. It's always been hot. So let's
0: look at the swimming. It's rolling on. Uh, as I said plenty more heats you can catch it if you want Google it don't care but there are plenty <laughs> more medals to grab so we can focus on that over the next 24 48 hours I think the 1500 metres race is on uh, we do yep. have an exciting episode coming up where we will be um, featuring uh, the Kieran Perkins from lane 8 victory at 92 Barcelona so so sorry, sorry 96 Atlanta I should say so yes. do stay around for that one coming in your feeds shortly but Mate, can we grab a few more golds in the swimming?
1: I think so, mate. We're on a roll at the moment. And I'll tell you what, as I keep going back to, we'll be expecting the golds yep. anyway. So that's um, that's uh, that's uh, where we will stand at this point in time. Um, the 1500s coming up, I don't think we've done much in that in recent years. Wouldn't even be able to tell you who's swimming in it, to be mm. honest. And that's a don't sad reflection,
0: isn't it, of our depth it is, in, in,
1: in the nation's favourite race? It is. I mean, look, I probably would have only switched on the start and, um, you know, came back 10 minutes later. But um, it is, mate. We're, we've fallen from the perch there, mm. haven't we? And uh, it's a real, real sad shame. Well, anyway, on that sad note, mate,
0: that's it for another episode. Uh, thank you very much for joining our special coverage of the Tokyo 2020 Games. And we'll be back in your podcast feeds tomorrow with another freshie. <laughs> blocked by the international olympic committee on copyright grounds content blocked again fuck lads get a license
1: tokyo